Hello and welcome to the Sensei of Wellness podcast with your host, certified health coach, John Versaletto. John is not a trained medical professional and the information in this program should not be considered medical advice, nor is it intended to treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You should always seek medical advice with a licensed healthcare provider before starting any healthcare program or diet. Please read our full disclaimer on our website at senseiofwellness.com slash disclaimer. Hey, this is John Versletto, and welcome to episode three of the Sensei of Wellness podcast. Today, the five things to look for in a diet. Hello and welcome to episode three of the podcast. Thanks for joining me. Today, we're going to talk about dieting. When I talk about dieting, first of all, I want to get the word diet out of the way. We all seem to have a problem with the word diet. Diet is not a problem word. Diet is what we eat, things that we eat. The things that we eat are our diet. That's what a diet is. So we've kind of put a negative connotation on the word diet these days to mean a, uh, you know, a specialized type of eating and so on. But really, our diet or the diet you should be on is a diet that humans should be eating. Uh, So I don't have a problem with the word diet. So when I say that, that's, I just mean the things that you're eating on a daily basis. You need to get that mindset out of your way. Because if you have a problem with the word diet, you say, oh, I'm on a diet. No, you're not on a diet. You're on a specific eating plan. Your diet should include the foods that you need to eat as a human to keep you healthy. Okay, so what I want to talk about or start with first is when choosing a diet. Now, I have my thoughts about what the best diets are, and I'll go over that later. Uh, But when you're choosing a diet that you're going to go on or a an eating plan, which it must be, because it must be a lifelong thing. I um, know someone who is on a specific diet and lost a lot of weight and then said, I can't wait for this diet to be over so I can go back to eating the things that I wanted to eat. Well, what's going to happen when you go back to eating the things that you want to eat? You're going to gain the weight back if that's why you're on it, or you're going to get unhealthy again. A diet should not be a temporary way of eating or a temporary lifestyle. It can be intermittent. You can certainly have things that aren't on your so-called diet from time to time. But your diet, your everyday eating, your habitual plan of what you're going to eat is really a lifetime plan. It has to be. So first and foremost... You must be able to make it a lifestyle change. So that's number one. Make it a lifestyle change and not only last for a few weeks. It's not something that you should be saying, okay, well, if I do this for the next three months, I'm going to lose 30 pounds and therefore uh, and look great and then I can go back to eating what I want. No, that's not the way it is. So if if you're on a diet that you can't sustain for a long period of time, it's not going to work. It'll work in the short term but it's not going to work in the long term because you're going to gain the weight back. And that goes for low calorie diets. So let's take low calorie diets as an example right now. So you can't sustain a low calorie diet. 
what happens is you eat low calories, your uh, metabolism starts to slow down, you start to plateau, so then you have to eat less calories. So you eat less calories, you finally get over the plateau, you start to lose more weight, and then you have to eat less calories because you hit a plateau again. It's not a healthy way to eat, which brings us to number two. It must be healthy. So there are diets out there such as, you know, the special K diet. Do you think eating the special K diet is a healthy way to eat? Special K cereal is a processed food. So we've already learned in the past couple of episodes that I believe in a whole food diet. You should be eating food, not processed food. And if you eat food, then you don't have to worry about it being healthy, first of all, uh, the first thing. But um, if you're eating whole food, not processed food, you can sustain it longer because you're getting all the nutrients that you need from your food. Or hopefully. You may have to supplement a little bit because of the quality of the food these days. So number two, must be healthy. We learned in episode one, I believe it was, that insulin is the cause of weight gain. So if we learn that insulin is the cause of weight gain, then we must reduce our insulin in order to lose weight. Insulin also causes insulin resistance, which in the long haul will cause metabolic syndrome and other complications and illnesses and diseases and inflammation and things like that. So we must reduce our insulin release. So that's number three. Number four, you, it should burn fat. So especially if we're trying to lose weight. If we're trying to lose weight, we want to lose fat. We don't want to lose water weight. We don't want to lose, um, you know, a little water weight. It's okay. But we don't want to lose muscle. We want to burn fat. So if you're eating carbs, and what I mean by carbs is a lot of processed carbs um, and even a lot of fruit, if you're eating way too much fruit, fruit was meant to fatten us up. The purpose of you notice when fruit ripens, it ripens at the end towards the end of the summer or during the summer, and that's because in our ancestral days we had to make it through winter with a scarcity of food. So we were fattened up after the summer in the fall by eating lots of fruit. So I'm not saying don't eat fruit, fruit has tons of nutrients and you need those nutrients. I'm just saying don't you know go crazy. With, with fruit, first of all, don't have fruit juice. You should eat the whole fruit because you're getting the fiber and other things that protect you. So you want to burn fat. You can't do that if you're releasing tons of insulin and your body is using sugar as your energy source. You want to use fat as your energy source. You want to, um, sorry, I'm having a little problem speaking today. So some of the words may be may sound a little weird because I had some oral surgery yesterday, so I apologize for that. If you're burning sugar and you're not burning fat, then you're not getting rid of the fat. So you need to burn fat and your body actually, it's a cleaner burn, your body actually prefers fat. Okay, so let's move on to number four, must burn fat. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, if you're overweight, you don't want to lose muscle. You don't want to lose water. You want to lose fat because you're building up fat. The reason why your body builds up fat is because it stores sugar, carbohydrates, other things. It can even store protein as fat. 
just not as easily. So the main culprit is carbohydrates and sugars. So, um, and, the, and the reason why it uses protein is because you can, this is kind of something that people forget, it, your body does take protein if you have an excess and store it, changes it to sugar and stores it as fat. So um, it's not as common as it is with sugar, with carbohydrates, but it does happen. Okay, so you want to burn fat. If you want to burn fat, then you have to stop eating the things that cause fat which is sugar and processed foods, processed carbohydrates. Now, the question comes in as far as fruit goes. Now, fruit, because I do say to eat whole fruit and whole vegetables, fruit is sugar. And there are some fruits that are worse than others as far as the sugar content goes. Fruits, from an evolutionary standpoint, are here to make us gain weight. Because when you think about it, our ancestors had to survive the winter. So it was a survival mechanism. That's why fruit ripens in the summertime. The summertime was a way to gain weight and to store your fat for the fall, going into the fall, and then to last through the winter when food was scarce. So fruit does make you fat. I'm not saying don't eat fruit because fruit is extremely healthy for you. A lot of nutrients, there's things in fruit that you need and so on. And so this is not a extreme, no carb diet um, that does not include fruits. So that's number four, your body must burn fat. And finally, number five, it must be able to include other aspects of lifestyle change. In other words, you there are other aspects to losing weight other than just the food that you eat. And the reason for that is because there are a lot of things that help you to gain weight or to enable you to gain weight. Lack of sleep, um, being stressed, all these things can cause weight gain in a roundabout way. Releasing cortisol um, releases insulin. Lack of sleep, having high stress, environmental toxins, there's all different kinds of things that affect you that aren't necessarily related to nutrition or eating food. So your diet or your lifestyle change must include those things. Okay, so let's go through a couple of diets and see where they fall and and if they include these five things. So let's go over the list first again to make sure that we know what they are. Number one, you must be able to make it a lifestyle change and not only last a few weeks, it needs to last a lifetime, or at least a long time. <laughs> and then if you fall off for a little while, be able to easily and quickly get back on. Okay, number two was it must be healthy. If it's not healthy, what's the point? Yeah, you'll lose weight, possibly, maybe, but probably not in the long run, and you certainly won't be healthy. And that's the whole point. Number three was must reduce insulin because we decided that insulin was the main culprit in weight gain, and therefore you have to get to the underlying cause, which is reducing insulin. Number four was must burn fat. So if your diet is high in carbohydrates, it will not burn fat because your body will continue to burn sugar, which is not what you want. And finally, number five was must be able to include other aspects of lifestyle change. 
And I think that that, for the most part, includes almost all diets. My my point with adding that was more not in choosing a diet, but there are other aspects to weight loss and keeping healthy other than just what you put in your mouth. Okay, so let's start with the low-calorie diet. Let's start with, can you last a lifetime? Well, low-calorie diet will eventually hit a plateau. And if you hit the plateau, you need to lower your calories even lower. If you lower your calories lower, you'll eventually hit another plateau because your body's metabolism is slowing down. If your body's metabolism is slowing down, it can't burn what it needs to burn off. In addition, you start to build up fat because your body says, hey, we're starving. We're not getting the nutrients that we need because we're not eating enough. So we now need to store fat. So it takes the carbohydrates and some of the protein and turns it into glucose and stores it as fat. So it's not burning fat, it's storing fat. So that wipes out number four. Must reduce insulin. Well, it could if you are, and it does at the very beginning. So that's why it does work at first because it reduces insulin because obviously if you're eating less, you're not going to need an increase in insulin. And must be healthy. It's not healthy because you are not getting the nutrients that you need, number one. And number two, low calories does not equal good food. It could mean, and in many cases does mean, that you are eating processed food. So that's no good. Okay, so it doesn't check off all the boxes. So low calorie diets out. What about low fat? And usually the two go hand in hand. Low fat must be able to continue uh, and make it a lifestyle change. Well, that's really hard because when you take the fat out of food, you're actually changing the taste. So it's not going to taste as good. So what did we do uh, as as corporations who were making foods for us and they were forced to kind of take the fat out of the food. What did they do? They increased the sugar to make it taste better. So now they increased the sugar, which then made us insulin resistant because our insulin rose. Because they added the sugar, it did not burn fat and it was not healthy for us. Now, why is low fat not healthy for us? Because we need fat. We need good, healthy fats in our diet. Not having fats causes dementia. Our brain needs fat. In addition, sugar causes dementia. So getting back to the whole sugar thing, um, that's the number one culprit in dementia and Alzheimer's, in my opinion. Okay, so low fat, not good. You need to eat fat. Fat does not make you fat, which was the philosophy. Now that we know that fat doesn't make you fat, we need to put fat back into our diets. And what I mean by fats are good, healthy fats, the good saturated fats, butter, lard, olive oil, monounsaturated fats like olive oil and um, coconut oils, which are saturated fats as well. All these things are good fats, good and healthy fats, and you need to add them back to your diet. Now, what about fats having more calories? Well, we've discussed that previously, but fats having more calories, it's true but it helps to satiate you more because it fills you up quicker. It does not release insulin, so it's not causing an insulin release. So let's talk about Atkins for a second, um, since we're talking about high fat. Because Atkins 
was a high fat diet. Um, it was mostly protein. So where's the problem with Atkins? Well, going down the list must be able to be a lifestyle change and last for longer than a short period of time. Well, that was the problem with Atkins. That was probably the main problem with Atkins is people couldn't sustain it. It was so strict with carbohydrates that people could not sustain being on the diet for an extremely long period of time. Eating primarily just meat for a long period of time with zero carbohydrates, not even carbohydrates from vegetables and fruits, it also made us somewhat nutritionally deficient. Now, it wasn't a horrible diet, but it wasn't a great diet because of those two things. It also caused an insulin release because, as I said before, protein will cause, will change into glucose eventually if you're eating a lot of protein. So you should not be eating tons and tons of protein. And most people at Atkins were only eating, for the most part, protein. So the Atkins diet probably wasn't the greatest diet in the world, but it was the precursor to the better diets that we have today. And next we'll take vegetarianism and veganism. Now, vegetarianism, better than veganism, because it does click on most of those things, depending on the vegetables that you eat. It certainly is not nutrient deficient. We want to get most of our nutrients from vegetables and fruits. The problem is if we ate mostly carbohydrates and lots of fruits, that could cause an insulin release. But even if you weren't able, even if you didn't do that, you were deficient in protein. Now, vegetarians that eat eggs and some that eat fish and things probably could sustain it for a long period of time and probably is a fairly healthy diet. So if you do want to become vegetarian, I suggest you are vegetarian and not vegan because vegan, now we have a problem with proteins. Now people say, okay, well, tofu and et cetera. Plant-based proteins are not the same as animal-based proteins. Animal proteins have things in it that we need, our bodies need. And so we want to make sure, and we'll get into this again later on, we want to make sure we have animal proteins in our diet. So it's not really the healthiest thing for you. Can veganism burn fat? It could, but I've seen vegans who actually gain weight. And it kind of goes against philosophy, especially the eating low fat uh, craze and people who were vegans, but eating low fat at the same time, they were having health issues and so on. And there's another problem with veganism, if, especially if you're low fat. And that is that, yes, you're eating all these nutrient dense foods like vegetables and fruits, but most vegetables, the nutrients and things are fat soluble, which means you have to have fat with them in order to utilize nutrients. And so you want to make sure that you eat fat with the vegetables. Now, as I said in the previous episode, if you're vegan and you're doing so for moral reasons, then all power to you. Let's work together and let's figure out how we can make sure that you stay healthy and continue to lose weight. Okay, so we don't have time to go over and through every single diet out there and what it is good for or not good for and, and whether it's healthy or not. So you need to do your own research when it comes to these things. So I will, I will tell you my philosophy and my thought on the best 
so-called diets that are out there. First of all, it shouldn't be a diet that is a um, low-calorie diet, as we've discussed and, and all. It essentially should be a real whole food diet that is high in fat, moderate protein, low carbohydrate. There's more to it, and I've discussed many aspects of it previously. So I guess my diet falls into the primal paleo ketogenic kind of diet. All those diets are real whole foods, very low carbohydrate. Well, not extremely low. Some of them are not that low. Um, but it really depends on the carbohydrates that you're eating. Fruits and vegetables are fine. Meats, proteins, and high fat, high healthy fat, which we've gotten to previously and we will get into in an episode that we're going to deal with specifically for macronutrients and maybe even just specifically for fats. If you're following those kinds of diets, to me, those are the healthiest. But even if you're not and you decide to try a different diet or different eating plan, just make sure it's real whole foods, high fat, moderate protein, low carbohydrate, includes many, many vegetables and, and some fruits um, and no grains or at least very little grains. Grains are the biggest problem in my mind, sugars and grains. Uh, and from a primal paleo standpoint, it is not something that was eaten way back when in our ancestry. So I hope that helps and I appreciate you listening as usual. Thanks for checking it out. You can listen to our podcast on our website at senseiofwellness.com slash podcast. If you'd like to ask a question to be answered on the show, please give us a call at 478-BE-WELL-2. That's 478-239-3552. Leave your message and include your name and any information you'd like us to have. I will be using those voicemails to play on a future episode to answer your question. So please do that or go to our podcast feed website at anchor.fm slash sensei of wellness. That's anchor.fm slash sensei of wellness. And there there's a button to leave a message as well. And please visit our website at www.senseiofwellness.com. Once again, I appreciate you listening. Thank you. Live healthy. God bless. See you next week.